Our reading today is from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Maybe seated. Thanks, Jim. Let's pray. Oh God, we pray for your spirit among us, a spirit that always promises um, to come to us when your word is proclaimed. And so for the specificity of that message for each of us, for us as a community, make it happen, let it be so, amen. I remember a friend telling me how difficult it was for her to get time off from work so that she could be with her mom who was dying. And I think I heard too of a CEO who took only two weeks for maternity leave before she went back to her work. And it's not just major life events like death and birth that beg us to pay attention. It seems like a constant struggle every day. You know what I'm talking about. That feeling you get when you know there is something that needs tending to, like calling someone who keeps popping into your thoughts to spend time, more time with your aging parents to make the doctor's appointment, or simply just to listen and to be quiet and have some time to breathe. But it's not so simple, right? because other things demand you to do them first, to produce, to complete, to achieve. And this is why I dread this story of Mary and Martha. It can feel so polarizing. Either you need to be a busy doer or you are a contemplative thinker. And then often there seems to be perceptions that this is only a struggle of women but I know that's not true. There's a deeper level to this story. And I really don't think Jesus is condemning Martha for inviting him to come to her home. My goodness, what a beautiful invitation to invite someone and serve a meal for them. Yet, this is all Martha can see in the moment the demands of the task. And then Mary, who seems oblivious to her sister's cry for help, seems to realize that something, someone, is calling her to shift her role and to simply receive. But it's never one or the other. 
And again, I don't think God made flesh comes into this world to micromanage how we are to complete our bullet journals or to prioritize our work. Yet we cannot miss from this story that Jesus comes to declare that the kingdom of God is here. That God is in this world and God is so very near. Near enough for God to be made known in our daily lives and for us to notice and engage if we take the time to listen. But many things distract us to think that our identity is held and what we can do and how well we do it. To try with all our might to manage all those balls juggling around us. That pull on your heart to tend to something or to be present to yourself could likely be the call to stop focusing on preparing the meal and instead to be fed. And maybe that's why Jesus calls Martha by name twice. Martha, Martha. Because Martha is doing the right thing. She's doing what she's supposed to do, and I'm sure she was doing it really well. But she's not able to see what's right in front of her, what she really needs. And so Jesus, in calling her, is freeing her from her prescribed role and calling her instead to simply receive, to fill her soul, to be fed. It's really messy. There's not a book out there or a podcast that will have a perfect system to remedy, and you're going to have to continue to figure it out day by day. So what are we to do? A friend and a mentor reached out to me this summer and invited me to dinner. She picked me up even, and we went to a place that I had never been before, and we shared a delightful meal. And we talked about the struggle to do, to do things like people expect, to manage it all, to strive for the perfectly filled but not too full life. And I came home that night, and I was able to give myself permission to make some shifts, to notice in a new way that I was distracted by many things and that I needed to be fed. And part of this aha moment was literally, I was fed. I didn't need to do one thing that night except show up. And I realized how much I craved this, and how much I needed it, and how much better I felt when I simply received. Now just about everything and everyone in this world wants something from you. You are in roles that demand that you show up and you do. Distraction is real, isn't it? But this life does not need to be an either a doer or a thinker. This life calls us and gives us permission not only to be what the world tempts us to be, what difference does the kingdom of God make 
in your life? What difference does it make that God created you and is calling you and has gifted you? What needs tending to keep you aware, to keep you humble, and to keep you filled? We met as a staff over these last couple weeks to talk about our focus and our priority for 2020. And one thing that came up in these conversations was the importance of rest, of creating space, and to be fed rather than feeding. Because we see it all the time, the demands of a consumer culture to produce. So we're taking it on, which when I wrote that, I laugh at that. Did you see how I did that? I'm trying to create space and instead create a to-do list. There it is. How do we create time and space in all our already scheduled events here at church to reflect and notice God's presence and just to be? And then how do we equip ourselves and give ourselves permission then to practice things that tend to us being fed, to make space in everyday things simply to receive. And this fall, as we talk about how eating together changes us, we're realizing in these Bible stories and as we share in God's meal that there is not one thing that you need to do or prepare for to receive Holy Communion. God is the host and comes to feed you through Jesus. A small portion of bread and wine, plump full with mercy, presence, community, and an invitation in the building of God's kingdom. This meal is about the things that matter, that give you life and that give life to others. So now this sermon gets finished in your own life. The question for you to ponder, to wrestle with is, where are you being fed? And honestly, if you cannot answer this question, maybe you need to let go of what you're doing and notice who is already at your table and inviting you to come and simply receive. Amen. <laughs>